Queens. And also joining me now here, um, I've got Karim Duplessis and Karima Brown. How's it? How are you, Karim? How are you holding up? Oh yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's 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 terrible, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I is know. actually a very apt description, isn't it, Karima? It's Abs- terrible, but it's awesome. I like that. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> spot on. Of course, it's what we all live for. So we can play and hold her, but the fact that we've got we no sleep, it. but we you know, it. the minute our phones beep, we like crazy people. We run around. <laughs> so yes, Karim is very, very uh, right. It's terrible, but it's awesome. I love that. I'm going to steal that. That sounds like a tweetable summary of what it's like being at the conference. Karima, things are very slow, but it doesn't mean things are not happening behind the scenes which is why you have your head buried in the phone even as you are speaking uh, into the microwave what into the microphone what can you tell us a little bit about why there are delays, speculative or otherwise. Look, I mean, the the issue of the constitutional amendments is being discussed at plenary. You know that the credentials have, of course, finally been adopted. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now what needs to happen is that there's uh, both administrative um, uh, constitutional amendments and these constitutional amendments that affect the amount of leadership positions that are available for contestation. Now, it's that section that needs to be resolved before the nominations process can be. Uh, and uh, what we at ENCA have um, understood is that those who had proposed uh, a, a deputy president, sec- a second deputy president, uh, um, that uh, uh, constitutional amendment has not uh, 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 taken off the ground, and the reason why they, uh, it hasn't taken off the ground is because the uh, muster that it must pass, the threshold is quite high. You have to have a two-thirds majority oh. to effect a constitutional change. Okay. And of course, Eusebius, if anyone had two-thirds majority in this conference, we would have long been done. Yes. <laughs> because any, any you know, <laughs> faction would have imposed their will on the conference, and that is not the case. This is down to the wire. So, um, And that goes for every other position. So the next position before the break that they were being uh, were discussing was the proposal for two deputy secretary generals. Uh, we have it on good authority uh, that the CR uh, campaign is not in favor of extending the top six. They prefer the status quo. Um, Zamani Saul has just indicated that. Um, uh, but people are obviously also open to being persuaded. There are rumors that the Eastern Cape is uh, potentially interested uh, for two uh, deputies. And the whole idea, of course, is um, if one takes politicians at their word, they want to strengthen the secretariat. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But here's the other dynamic that we need to consider. The NEC, which is national leaders, have all the power in between conferences. Mm. I think part of the reason why uh, some of these provincial uh, uh, leaders want an enlarged uh, top six is because that section of the ANC needs to access power. They want to influence the organization in between conferences. Absolutely. So for me, those are the two mm. drivers of these two constitutional amendments that are on the floor. Karine, you know, uh, there's obviously pros and cons with dragging things out because if you, if you make sure that everything is completely above board, then you prevent any challenges happening a little bit later. But as Karim also said on social media uh, this morning, uh, the, the downside is that there's also more opportunity for the integrity of the process uh, to be compromised if you draw things out because the more time people have, the more opportunity they have as well um, to, to not be faithful to the actual processes of the ANC. What have been your observations? I mean, you've, you're an old hand at this in terms of the integrity of the process, particularly given that the stakes are, are as high as they are. Well, the integrity of the process, I think this is the first year when it's been such a big issue um, 
you know, with the court cases in the past week that we've seen in, uh, on Friday, where we had three court cases actually disqualifying uh, people from voting in effect. So, yeah, and it's the first, the first conference that I can remember that, that the integrity of the process has been that, that big. But also be, it's because it's been so closely contested. But on, on a political level, one thing that I've noticed in the past 10 years was that um, conferences, you know, it, it tends to be like a bit, you know, be, you know, like, like running sometimes. It tends to be a bit like a marathon, and, and people tend to, sure. a lot of sessions that go on overnight, it tends to be a, you know, you kind of try and fatigue the other side into surrendering. And you know, I remember when, when Tabo Mbeki was, was fired by, by the NEC, that went on until 2 in the morning, mm. and, and I think a lot of people just said we, we got so tired by the, in the end that we actually just breached consensus. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's also a dynamic yeah. at play yeah. uh, if, you, you know, if you look beyond integrity. Absolutely. Now I'm going to bring you in here, Karima, and then I'll let you go because you've got another engagement. Exactly on Karim's point, and you understand this. I mean, Vakane and I were just talking earlier about, for example, how important it is to be minding the people that you are relying on. Give the public a sense of exactly what Karim is referring to in terms of the dreariness of some of these battles behind the scenes in terms of what slates and faction leaders have to do and what their minders have to do to make sure that the people who have promised for all sorts of reasons uh, to vote for you actually follow through on that um, agreement. Uh, Eusebius, it is actually babysitting, if you like. Uh, so you've got X amount of people that you're responsible for. Yeah. They have to come to a particular uh, outcome, and you take care of them. You take care of their every single need. Uh, and you, of course, uh, watch if there's anybody that shows any indication of hesitation. You see if you can avert the danger, uh, and you address it. Um, and it's uh, a process that takes a long, long, long time. I uh, witnessed the Pulukwani pro uh, process, and and it was the first time that you had had an entire slate, not just a top six, but an entire NEC, almost to a fault, uh, coming in and kicking out an entire section of, uh, you know, the former uh, administration. It was hard to believe that it was actually in one organization, and that needs shepherding. And, of course, there's different hierarchies in the organization that does that. Um, and the beauty of this uh, organization is that you need the architecture of the provinces to get on the ballot. But once you're on the ballot, the branches revert back to power. They then get to decide. So you can pay them and they can take your money and they can still do what they want to do. Um, so there, there's more than money at stake. Um, but money is also part of the issue. Uh, and, of course, the uh, campaign managers are actually, you know, the sergeants, the, the foot soldiers that make sure uh, that every day the numbers correct. If there's any differences, they need to account for why there's been a shift. Um, the person I'm watching now after Balekambete yesterday through her white band, Cyril Ramaphosa, is, of course, uh, Zuelim Kize. I want to know what he's going to do. He was, uh, like I said l last night, he mm -hmm. was a pace setter, but yeah. for who? Yeah. Um, so the key issue here is, um, you know, is the NDZ slate going to make space for him? Are they going to sacrifice someone like Maiti? Does he want to hold on to his position? Or does he actually enjoy so much support on the floor that he can muster that 25% and get nominated for the treasurer position and perhaps, uh, you know, contest uh, for that. But he's the dark horse that I'll be watching out for. Okay, thank you, Karima, um, and thanks for joining us. Karima, I just want to ask you one final question, uh, which is, assuming that Nkosa Zana loses, which is a real possibility, how do you think they will react? Because one of the things that will also go to the heart of the integrity question 
is whether the losers are sore losers or whether the losers actually accept the outcome. And you've been writing about her um, and observing her more closely than any other journalist. And a key question for the ANC in terms of its own organizational integrity will be the morning after the result come out. And I know it's inherently speculative, but based on your observation of the people close to her and herself, uh, how do you see that playing out? Now that's interesting. I mean, I think for me, she is not exactly the people who surround her. She's been a lot cleaner in terms of, you know, corruption allegations, much fewer. I think the last one was Sarafina the second in 1996. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that's the difference. But um, so I just spoke to well, somebody from, from her camp and they said, you know, if they lose, it's over for everyone on that slate. Uh, they're all out and you know but it's obviously because a lot of them are tainted um, yeah. a lot of them have been tainted by allegations of state capture and corruption so and it's hard to know how they will react the one the thing to watch would be the NEC as well you know how many of people how many people in her camp actually get incorporated into the NEC and um, yeah and how many people you know the Cyril Ramaphosa slate would actually incorporate Absolutely. in government Absolutely. so but yeah organizationally I think it's hard to say what will happen uh, they're not clean players the uh, Kalala and them you know we've seen them on, a con- <laughs> on the conference floor I would not want to meet him in a dark corner so, <laughs> so yeah it's, it's going to be an exciting time you and me both Karine thanks so much for coming on we really appreciate